We want to give a shout out to our happy hour sponsor, Stability Healthcare. If you're a travel nurse and you haven't discovered them yet, take note. They're a staffing agency that makes finding your next placement quick, simple, and painless. With transparent pricing and comprehensive online resources, they set you up with everything you need to thrive in your career. We're talking travel nursing with trust. Check them out on Instagram at Stability Healthcare or at www.stabilityhealthcare.com. Welcome back to Happy Hour with Operation Happy Nurse. So last week, we continued our exploration of cold therapy and cryotherapy. Shannon reported back fresh from the cryo chamber and gave us her take on how the therapy felt. And this week, which is our last episode of the season, we have another expert to answer our questions and learn more about what exactly she experienced and gain some more education. So please welcome to the podcast our guest this week, Megan Darnell. Megan is the Senior Manager of Center Operations at U.S. Cryotherapy. Utilizing their nitrogen-free whole body cryotherapy, the company has now grown to 20 centers across the nation. So we are very excited to have you here, Megan. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So starting all the way back in the beginning... <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about U.S. cryotherapy and kind of how and why you got involved? Sure. So I can start with the company first. Um, it's a family-owned company. Uh, the Kramers are a family of three brothers and the dad, who has since passed, but he was the founder. Uh, he had a house over in Prague and cryotherapy pretty much originated in Europe. And so while he was over there, he was introduced to cryotherapy and enjoyed it so much, got some good benefits out of, out of it, even with just a couple treatments and decided that him and his family should start it in the U.S. So we were the first to bring it to the U.S. And like you mentioned in the intro, we are whole body nitrogen free cryotherapy and the first to do that in the U.S. as well. So they started U.S. cryotherapy back in 2011. And in 2014, they were getting ready to open up their second center. And that's where I got involved. Um, as a former college athlete, I knew the benefits of cold and ice baths and things like that. So I knew it would be something I'd be interested in. So I joined then when their uh, Davis, California Center opened and just grew from there. Loved it. Loved the idea of helping people get better and learned that there's a vast amount of benefits, not just what you would see as an athlete, but much, much more. Cool. It's very cool. So are you in Davis then? I'm not anymore. So okay. with the corporate uh, team, I work remotely. I help support our five corporately owned centers and then the 15 franchises um, in whatever they need kind of behind the scenes now. Oh, I was just asking nerdily because my sister actually lives in Sacramento and she went to UC Davis and she um, studied like animal behavior. Completely different subject. I was just wondering because <laughs> I've been to Davis. It's a cute little city. Oh, yeah. Love Davis. And yes, they are known for their veterinarian school there. So, mm -hmm. yes, there is a center in Davis, Sacramento and Roseville. So she should definitely oh, wow. check those cool. out. Oh, I'll tell her. Cool. Mm -hmm. What sport did you play in college? Soccer. Soccer you know what? I could totally see that. I know. I was like, she's yeah. got that cute high ponytail. Not that you yeah. guys can see her, but <laughs> no. I was like, soccer player. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. So I know you kind of said that you used cold therapy back in the day, but do you personally use cryotherapy? And what have you found to make it 
most effective for you slash what is it most effective at treating? Sure. So I currently am pregnant. So that is one of our contraindications. Um, not able to use it right now, but before, definitely. I mean, from the time I was joining the company and being able to use it kind of on a daily basis, I mean, our recommended use is two to three times a week for the most benefit out of it because it is a compound effect. The more often you use it, it kind of helps with the next visit and the next visit. You get longer lasting results that way. Uh, so I would definitely use it for any sports injury that I had going on at the time. But just in general, I kind of have a cranky back and it would absolutely eliminate that. I know that sounds crazy, but the inflammation that would kind of pool in that area and create some of the crankiness or stiffness, I was able to flush and release um, and then another benefit I loved it for was like an afternoon cup of coffee. I would go in there in the afternoon and get a boost of energy and you didn't need that cup of coffee anymore. You had the energy to get you through the rest of the day and then unwind a little bit easier at night. So those yeah. were what I typically used it for. Yeah, we both have cranky backs too. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah, we were just talking uh, about like cold therapy wise, because we're trying to figure out how to transfer that into every day, you know, instead of going somewhere to get therapy. And so mm -hmm. Shannon, um, she's been doing like cold showers. And so she's yes. been trying to tell me to do them too. And I'm slowly getting there. Mm -hmm. But she said that basically is like a cup of coffee. Like it's like, why do you need espresso? Just take a really yeah. cold shower and then you're good to go. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, cryotherapy, the way we do it is just a different version of it. So use the use of cold for therapy can be done in many different ways. So the, the cold showers are another way to do it. We like to do it with just cold air. That way you're not having to yeah. get wet. You know, you <laughs> are in a good space where you can move around and kind of stretch during the experience. Um, we do it a little differently than what you may see out there where you're in more of like a tube and your head is out of it. So, and those use liquid nitrogen. Ours are full rooms. So you can walk into a room and get head to toe exposure, which we like to think actually elicits greater benefits um, because the head, neck and shoulders are also in exposed to the cold. Um, and the vagus nerve is one of the nerves in the back of the neck. And when that is exposed, it actually helps elicit some stronger responses um, than if you were just exposing from, say, the chest down. Oh, because that's what I was going to ask you why. Because we, before, before we got a little bit educated, we were doing just nitrogen or thinking about the nitrogen kind with just the chamber because that's all we see. Mm -hmm. So I was going to ask you why do you guys um, kind of, why is that the nitrogen-free walk-in, like full body of the kind that you guys focus on? Like what's the difference between that? And I know there's like electric, there's like all different kinds. Mm -hmm. But why is that like the best one? I know you kind of just explained a little bit, but like I love physiology. So if there's anything yes. behind that as well. So that was the physiology component. So actually being able to be in head to toe, um, so having the head, neck, and shoulders exposed, most of your thermoreceptors are on the top half of your body. So being able to have that part in there as opposed to just having the neck out and, you know, neck down exposed to the cold. And we believe it to be safer. You're not using any gases. You're in oxygenated air. So with the electric versions, you're able to just have still air in there. So nothing is 
blowing on you. Um, you just walk into it. The systems stay cold all day. Uh, so you're not having to get any wind chill or anything from it. You're just standing in the cold air for your experience. And then you're able to come out. Um, and we play music for you so you can have kind of a fun experience, dance around. And another thing with ours too, is you're able to have multiple people in it. So you can actually have a friend (laughs) or family member go in with you, which is always fun and makes the experience easier uh, for most. So yeah, there's a couple. Moral support. We should, we should do that. Mm -hmm. Carly, I did my cold therapy. You got to go, man. I feel like it's your turn. I'll bring Um, the boyfriend. He'll just be so excited. (laughs) (laughs) So actually our first interview had said that she didn't recommend the nitrogen chambers because of the reason that you're breathing in the gases. Like even though your head is above it, you're Mm -hmm. still breathing it in. Do you agree with Mm -hmm. this statement? Would you say it's better to use the full body ones, the electric ones? We, we believe they do elicit the better response and there is that chance of inhaling the gas. So as a company, we do believe that the electric nitrogen free, um, are what we would recommend if you're looking at uh, both versions. Okay. Okay. How do, because our whole thing with Operation Happy Nurse is kind of focusing on mental health and stress and anxiety relief activities, which is why we wanted to try cryotherapy. Have you seen any results, maybe in your own life, but other people and maybe clients and customers, have you seen benefits just in mental health alone? Absolutely. So we actually did a mental wellness challenge just a few months ago across all of our centers. And so what we did is challenged customers coming in for 30 days to sign up and try to do regular visits. And then they would help us out filling out a survey. And the survey included those exact things. How did it help with your mood, your stress, your sleep, um, anxiety? And one of the statistics that we came out with is about 87% of those customers on all of those categories saw improvement. Wow. So it was, yeah, it was a great thing to see. And we knew it. We just physiologically knew that those responses happened, but really getting the customers to report that for us was awesome. So uh, we know that when you go into a cold chamber, you're actually getting your body to make responses, not only circulatory, but an endorphin release. So that endorphin release does many, many things. Um, Norepinephrine is a really strong um, anti-inflammatory, but it also helps with, you know, a mood boost um, as well. So just being yeah. able to release that, I'm sure you guys know about it, um, helps elicit some of the calming responses in the body. So that actually helps lift your mood, but decrease your stress. Would that happen for you, Shannon? I, actually, yes, my, my mood did lift, but <laughs> I actually had a question. So you said you guys recently did this study, but back in the day, back in the day, eight (laughs) years ago or in Europe when Mm -hmm. he was utilizing it, was mental health seen as one of the primary things cryotherapy could help? Or is this kind of newer with these new studies coming out, that sort of thing? I would say it is probably newer. It originated in Europe studying with arthritis. Uh, So it's actually indicated for arthritis in Europe. It's not something that has been that in the U.S. yet. So as a company, we do not claim that, but um, it started as more of a 
use for inflammation and those types of things. And then, like you said, later on, we found, you know, those other added, I like to say hidden benefits <laughs> of the sleep and the energy and the mood. Um, and now they're starting to do studies on that as well. That's so cool. Yeah. I definitely felt like elated after it. Mm -hmm. I was saying that in the last 10 seconds, 30 seconds, I was very cold, but I was still smiling. So I was uncomfortable, but I was smiling. You know, it was weird. It was a very weird feeling. I like to say if you can get through, so we put people in for two and a half to three and a half minutes. If you can get yourself and convince yourself to get through it, and it's really not that bad. The experience gets better as you go in. But if you can get through that, you feel amazing coming out. It's a very rejuvenating experience. I think that's why people like to do the cold plungers or the or the cold showers, because when you're done, yeah. you just kind of feel this sense of rejuvenation. Uh, so people always say, You're right. Like I, you know, now I feel so much better. Um, afterwards. And then, like I said, it just gets easier from there. Yeah. So Shannon learned, um, she was telling me too, but I guess, does your mom have Raynaud's? nods? Yeah. You said, cause we're learning about like contraindications to this because uh-huh. I have my own little like heart things, but I, the reason I didn't do it, I set out because I was just not feeling good. And I was like, I don't think being like having a cold and going into like freezing cold and mm-hmm. like either shock my body or I don't know, but are there, and you said pregnancy obviously, but yeah. are there any other contraindications besides circulatory issues? Yes. So when you come into one of our centers, we do have you fill out a waiver just to make sure that you do pass um, everything. So yes, any major circulatory issues, Um, any major, say heart attack, seizures, things like that, that the body has, you know, kind of gone through, um, we have contraindications for that. We do have a few contraindications that you can go to your doctor and seek an approval. Um, and once they have signed off on that, then we do allow you to go in, but we do have some that are an absolute no, you're not going in. So Raynaud's on the severe case. So if you do have just, you know, sensitivity in your hands and feet to cold, we actually cover those areas. So to us, if you have a mild case, you're still wearing warm mittens and you're still wearing more warm socks and slippers when you go into ours. So we usually say if it's a severe case, go and talk to your doctor, get a sign off, and then you can go in one of our chambers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was wondering if age is a factor too, because I was just thinking, you know, like elderly, mm-hmm. obviously, some people have more comorbidities and you never really know and heart issues, et cetera. And then I don't think you'd put like a child in there, but I don't know like what the yeah. age range So our cutoff is 11. So once you're 11 years old, you can go in the chamber, but we do require an adult to go in with them uh, until the age of 14. And then from 14 to 18, we still get parental consents and make sure that the parents are okay with their coming with them coming in. But as far as the top end, uh, as long as you can pass our contraindication, then you're still able to go in. So we have, you know, 70, 80s, you know, we have those that are coming in that have had chronic pain or have had a recent injury or something like that, that want to come in and recover and they're still okay going in. Um, our staff is always willing to go in with them. If there's someone, anybody that is a little anxious or nervous, um, and that always helps the experience too. Oh my gosh, I, like I love that. We got to find us a U.S. cryotherapy so we can have a buddy in there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. <laughs> so I just wanted to ask a couple questions about my personal experience with it because there was a few things that happened that I just wasn't really sure why. That happened. So after I went into cryotherapy for about an hour afterwards, I seemed like I was still chilled. 
Is that normal? Is that a normal response? You can sometimes it can happen. So in our centers, we actually have cardio equipment in each of the centers that we recommend people get on afterwards. So one of it, it helps just the benefits overall. So getting the heart pumping afterwards is actually helping flush that nutrient rich blood that your body just created back out to your extremities. Um, And then you have the second component of getting warm again. So we typically recommend for about five minutes afterwards to jump on one of those cardio machines. And that usually eliminates kind of that chill afterwards. Um, It's not harming you in any way, but it actually, you know, it just makes you feel a little bit better. Um, So that would be recommended for you on your next visit. If it were us to do that. Yeah, I'll have to do that. Um, I also got a headache after Mm -hmm. the fact. Is this normal? Does that happen to people or is it just me? Yeah. So there can be a couple of reasons why. Just the anxiety of the first experience, not really knowing what you're going into, thinking about how cold it can be. Sometimes people can manifest headaches a little bit because of the experience. And then you kind of you add that layer of extreme cold onto it, even though it is very short exposure. Um, or those that are just prone to headaches in general, sometimes it can be a trigger for that. Um, but also on the reverse side, sometimes we have people go in that feel like they have a headache coming on and they go into one of our chambers and it actually subsides because you're able to kind of like trigger the response to actually kind of flush that, flush that out. So it does kind of depend on the person, um, and what kind of their day to day is with the headache experience. Yeah. Maybe with more exposure to that would decrease you know maybe my body was just kind of like what the heck is going on yeah that's kind of my thought with it like you said it it was just kind of you know something after the first one I have a feeling if you went in again you would already know what to expect and your body would be okay yeah so I got like I said in the last episode I got a little distracted because I was looking at dog pictures so I (laughs) didn't get the chance to see what the temperature goes down to what does it go down to? And is it a gradual decline or is it just like, boom, we're at this temperature? Sure. So with the liquid nitrogen, liquid nitrogen has a different temperature than what ours do because we are just using cold air. So I won't speak to the liquid nitrogen. I'm not sure exactly what it was when you went in, but in our chambers, we range between negative 150 and negative 190. Um, and that is something we normally don't talk about before your first experience, because I just saw both your faces and it was like, holy cow. So, uh, we usually ask if somebody is asking what the chamber temperature is, we're like, well, why don't you guess when you come out? And most people are like, oh, 32 degrees or your body just cannot grasp what that is. But because of the short exposure, you're able to stimulate that response out of the body with that degree of cold uh, and get out without even, you know, feeling like, oh my gosh, that was negative 180. I mean, there's no way I could have done that, that kind of thing. So you definitely um, don't know, like your body isn't able to really register what that is when you're going in and the experience is just fine. That's kind of, that's, kind of wild that our bodies can even handle that temperature right you know Uh with without going into shock or getting frostbite right 
Right. So that degree of cold is what triggers those responses so fast. So that's kind of what we found within that range of our chambers, the negative 150, 190, you're able to trigger that response pretty quick with that fight or flight response um, within the body. And then we know that the max of three minutes and 30 seconds is really all your body needs or should have. And by that time, we have you come out and you're able to get all the benefits out of it. So no need to go longer. I'd hate to be the guy uh, be experimenting on himself back in the day. <laughs> it's like, yes. let me just put this down to negative 300 and we'll see what happens. <laughs> like, <laughs> like ice cube. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yes. So, I mean, they are degrees that if you were to stay in longer, you wouldn't want to. So uh, we've definitely found kind of the sweet spot there. And we monitor your skin temperature. So we take your skin temperature before you go in, um, usually on your arm and also when you exit. And as a company, we found that if you are able to decrease your skin temperature between 30 and 45 degrees as a drop, so not your skin temperature is 30 degrees when you're coming out, but if you started at 90 and you came out at 50, you were able to accomplish that 40 degree drop. And that's where we calculate you've basically got all the benefit out of your session. And then if you don't, then we just kind of fluctuate the time or have you move a little bit more on your next one. And normally we're able to accomplish that very easily. Oh, that's really cool that you're kind of personalizing it to the body because not everybody's the same. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody's composition is a little different. Some people that are leaner don't need quite as much time or those, you know, those big football players. Sometimes, you know, they have so much muscle on them that they need a little bit more time to be able to decrease the skin temperature. So, yes, it is definitely um, catered to the person. So I eight right before I went to cryotherapy. Is this Mm -hmm. not suggested or should you avoid eating around it? Does it matter at all? It really doesn't matter to be honest. Um, But something that I have experienced myself is if I did have kind of either an upset stomach or not really feeling that great digestive wise, because you're able to kind of get that flush of blood through the body, it can actually help with those a little bit. So coming out, you know, you kind of have that flush through the system And sometimes it actually can make your stomach feel a little bit better. But no, we don't have any contraindications for eating or drinking uh, before or after. Sweet. I was going to see if um, with exercise as well, is it better to go after you exercise or everything's kind of heated up and you kind Mm -hmm. of need the help with the inflammation or if you go before? You can do both. So we have some athletes that like to go before because it gives them that boost of energy, kind of gets their body prepped, helps them be a little bit more mobile. Um, The energy can help with endurance, say you're a track runner or something like that and going out to do, you know, a long run. It may help you with that endurance. Um, afterwards, there's usually a couple different components. So if you're strength training and you're really trying to build muscle, um, we say wait maybe an hour after you've worked out because you are getting those micro tears within the muscle that you do kind of want to allow a, a little bit of inflammation in there first for that repair. And then after about an hour, it plateaus. And then that recovery of the cryotherapy really helps, um, with that repair process. If you're more of an endurance person or just wanting to not really feel the effects of that, those muscle tears and the muscle soreness and things like that, coming right after is absolutely just fine to be able to. Use. Mm-hmm. So I, I got pretty tired after my cryotherapy session. I mean, not immediately after, immediately after I was 
pretty rejuvenated, but I'd say a few hours after I got really tired. Is that a normal time frame for people to be aware that they might feel a little bit sleepier than usual? Yes. So you definitely got the effect of the boost and then the calming afterwards of the endorphins. And everybody's time frame of that is a little different. So we do have people that really just want to come at the end of their day, get that little boost. Maybe they're going to their workout and then it really helps them unwind for the night. So it sounds like that's kind of where you fall is where you'd kind of want it later in the day to where you can say, oh, this is going to be really great for me to feel like I can relax later on. For myself, when I go in, I get that energy boost for hours afterwards and don't really feel the calmingness until I'm like in bed and then I sleep better. So everybody is a little different. And you should get used to it, Shan. Then you can go, you can get that energy before night shift and then you'll just be like ready to go. I know. (laughs) But my, sometimes my night shift drives or I have to drive like in between each hospital and it can last up for like six hours. So I think I would crash like in the middle of my night shift. (laughs) But who knows? You may need yours after you finally get some sleep and it'll really like you to get through your morning coffee. Yes. For sure. (laughs) So I also read that you can burn up to 800 calories doing this. Is that a true statement? So those, I know there's articles and different things out like that. Uh, They have studied it with just cold exposure in general. So us as a company have not really studied that specific to our chambers. So we wrote, we don't really claim the weight loss or caloric burn or things like that. We understand that going into cold, your metabolism is probably boosted a little bit to try and keep your body warm. And then obviously for the time after your body is rewarming you. So there probably is some caloric burn, but we, we don't claim the 500 to 800 calories that we see out there. Um, We do believe that going into the chamber repetitively is making you feel better overall, and therefore you may be a little bit more active. You may be working out a little bit more, and that's when maybe you you might see, you know, some weight loss. So that's kind of how we answer that. Yeah. I feel like for me, it would be, and just knowing my personality, I would want to go before I worked out. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be my my happy Mm -hmm. spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me that boost. That, who needs yeah. pre-workout? Yeah, the boost is great because then you're ready to rock. You know, sometimes getting to that workout is always a little harder. You feel a little sluggish getting there. So yeah, that boost would be great to get you there and, and maybe, you know, last a little bit longer for the workout. Yeah, that's awesome. See, I, because I, we did saunas last time, so it's complete opposite. And so I was... I was like, I don't know. It was like when I work out, I do a lot of strength training. So I'm like, maybe I'd want to do the sauna afterwards so that I'm, you know, sweating everything out because obviously I'm like, it's mm-hmm. on endurance base. So I'm not getting my cardio up. But also I just thought it'd be nice kind of to like heat your muscles mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. But that's why I was like, I didn't do cryotherapy, like I said, but I'm, I'm just really interested workout wise what I would want to do. Cause I'm like, do I want to cool off? Because in California right now it's flaming hot as it is, I think everywhere. Yes. And so I was like, is that going to be a cool thing? But maybe I'll just stick to my cold showers or try to. Mm-hmm. Right. It is a lot better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say some of our centers do have infrared saunas as well. And I've tried the combination of doing the whole body cryotherapy and then going into a sauna and it makes your body feel amazing. Cause not only are you getting that really big boost of circulation, 
stimulation from the whole body cryotherapy and that oxygenated blood flowing through your body. Then you go into a sauna and you continue that circulation, but also get the detox out of it. You just feel amazing afterwards. So that's maybe we should try that. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Yeah, the place I went actually had both the okay. cryotherapy and the sauna. So maybe something to back. think about. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll try that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, just quick last question. Sure. We have been talking about how going back to the saunas and the cryotherapy that they have a very similar effect. Mm-hmm. That what's happening in your body essentially and the benefits you're going to have are very similar. Who do you recommend do more the sauna route versus the cryotherapy route? I mean, I think there's some people that just really don't want to be cold. We try to still convince (laughs) them to come in because we know it's very short. Yeah, there you go. It's very short lived and we know the benefits you're going to get out of it. But we like having that option of, you know, go in and and you can do the infrared and still get plenty of benefit out of that. Um, I think with the infrared, if you're looking to be more detoxed um, and kind of that route. And the time is different as well. So in our chambers, it's very short. If you only have two and a half to three and a half minutes, that's something that you can do to really get the circulatory system going and get that endorphin release on a very quick um, kind of session, as opposed to possibly sitting in an infrared for 20, 30 minutes, uh, that type of thing. But you're right. They do have similar benefits to it. Um, I do like the idea of starting with the cryotherapy and getting just that big circulatory boost um, and actually kind of more like resetting the system in a way because you get that fight or flight response. Um, so if you're looking for kind of a full body reset, then absolutely the whole body chamber. Nice. Yeah. I honestly, I liked both of them. Mm -hmm. I, I would continue doing both. So I highly recommend it. Yeah. Cause like I talked about earlier, the more often you do it, the more compound effect it is, meaning the longer lasting you're going to have the results each time. And it just makes your body feel so good. So, um, it's definitely a nice thing to integrate just into your lifestyle in general. Yeah. And I was seeing some pictures with like skin elasticity and people Mm -hmm. utilizing cryo for weeks at a time. And it was kind of insane, the difference in people's skin. Mm -hmm. Well, if you can think about it, I mean, sometimes just inflammation getting stuck, you know, throughout our entire body and being able to flush that out, that makes a a big difference in our skin. So some skin conditions that are based off of inflammation, being able to flush that, I mean, you kind of get brighter, tighter skin through it. Um, and on the whole body scale. So we also have localized cryotherapy too, um, which can help with certain issues. You know, if you just have it in say shoulder, elbow, knee, something like that, but we also put it on the face. And so that can help clear inflammation, maybe some puffiness or sinus pressure or things like that. Um, and you kind of get a nice glow and skin tightening on the face too, with the, the use of that. I've been wanting to use the like cold rollers or oh, whatever. Yeah, where you uh-huh. put in the, the jade rollers. I'm yes. like, I don't know if I'm doing it right, but I looked <laughs> online like which way to go and like this, same kind of trying concept. to fit in. Yeah, same kind of concept, but we just use negative degree air, so it is colder, so it's able to penetrate a little bit deeper into the skin. Um, we're not even touching the skin with it, but it's very relaxing as well. Um, and like I said, can help clear that inflammation, so you kind of get that brightness in the skin again. Love that. Yeah, we need that. (laughs) 
So we always ask everybody this because this is all about like stress and anxiety relief activities and such. What do you like to do besides cryotherapy that kind of helps with your mental health? Exercise. Exercise is big for me. I like staying active. I like keeping my body moving. I see a big difference when I stay consistent with my workouts. Um, and when I don't feel like it and then I go and I do it and afterwards I just feel great. So I would say that would be consistent exercise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel that. Yeah, I feel that too. I was like, I just got on my little cycling bike this morning, even though I have a cycling class, but I was like, I have one here. I'm just going to do what I can before I go into work. Cause it's just like, even just sweating and I only did like 20 minutes, nothing crazy, mm-hmm. but even just like, I was like dancing on there. I was like, this is nice. Here's my endorphins <laughs> and I'm sweating. Exactly. Exactly. And then I get to pair that with whole body cryotherapy afterwards and I feel amazing. So <laughs> I got awesome. I wish I had my own cryotherapy chamber in my apartment. That would be I pretty feel clutch. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty clutch. Well, we just wanted to say thank you so much, Megan, for speaking with us today and sharing with us and our beautiful listeners some of the knowledge into the world of stress and anxiety relief. To our listeners, make sure to check out U.S. Cryotherapy at www.uscryotherapy.com, and we will post links in the show description, so just check it out. And follow along with us as we continue our series and explore some more topics in the world of stress and anxiety relief. We have some pretty exciting content coming up, including the next two weeks. So stay tuned. Woohoo! Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank Woo. you, Megan. Thank you. 